This is Audible. Artemis Fowl by Owen Colfer. Read by Nathaniel Parker. Prologue. How does one describe Artemis Fowl? Various psychiatrists have tried and failed. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another export. Another export of episode audio. Um, my name is Allison. Coffee. My pronouns are she/her, and my co-host today is Nora Blake. As always, it's me, Nora Blake. My pronouns are also she/her. Nora, I have a very important question for you. What podcast are we recording right now? Export audio. No, like, are we doing newbie? Or what are we doing? No, we're doing export audio. Okay, okay. We have watched three episodes of newbie and recorded about none of them. This is you want to. Do newbie after this? Uh, I will see where my energy level's at. I'm really giving it my all right now, and I feel a bit dizzy. I felt I started feeling dizzy about three seconds before we hit record. That's not good. It's fine. I've had two bowls of ramen noodles and three times the amount of coffee I normally have. But that was a few hours ago, so it's fine. I've had Taco Bell since then. It's fine. I'm fine. Well, settle down in your seat for uh, another episode of... Fanfic theater. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Are you reading it? Are you reading it? I'm reading it to you. Okay. I don't. I've heard legends of the fanfic. I don't know. I don't know. This friends. fanfic was sent in by dear, dear listener and friend of the show, Plockwas. I was gonna. Um, was I supposed to do a funny joke about Plockwas there? I really felt like you were passing to me to. No. Okay. I was taking a breath so I could read. Oh, oxygen. Right. Okay. Cool. Oxygenate. Oxygenate. <laughs> so some of you may remember Plockwas from his appearance on Objectively Good, where his other fanfic about uh, Final Fantasy called The Moogles was mm-hmm. read aloud. I believe there was a trip to hell, or they talked about hell. It was Moogles talking about hell. It was very good. Um, <clears throat> Objectively good, one might say. One might. Uh, but from the author that brought you the Moogles, Final Fantasy, comes the highly anticipated story about Artemis Fowl. Anonymous God, reviewers... I forgot! <laughs> I forgot that part! I forgot Anonymous that reviewers... part! Anonymous reviewer says, really very good. It's really an Artemis Fowl thingy. <laughs> now, okay, this comes I d- with... I do remember you sending me a brief teaser image, and I do believe the anonymous reviewer is Plockwas himself. Uh, that's a slanderous accusation. <laughs> this piece of writing comes with multiple layers and multiple warnings at the, at the start. Oh, boy. <laughs> Warning, I wrote this when I was 12. The English is bad, the story is bad, and you should feel bad. This is the raw, unedited story in its most perfect form. Also, at the time of writing, I only read the first Artemis Fowl book. Don't expect everything to be accurate. It's not. Can I get an F in chat? Reading this killed me. (laughs) Artemis Fowl school meeting. Is this? Real quick, can I stop you? Before we begin, is this why you've just been saying the letter F and hoping that I understand it means pay respects lately? 
That's the meme. Yeah, but you just, you don't, most people say press F to pay respects. You just say F and rely <laughs> on me knowing that you're making the same reference you always make. Z. <laughs> Artemis Fowl School Meeting. Disclaimer. This story is written by a past version of me and has a high possibility of being horrifically bad. Reading this is not advised. Fucking let's P go it. D words. Yeah, let's go it. <laughs> let's go it. POV of Artemis. Sorry. Oh, Artemis. POV yes. is funny to me. Yes, Allie. <laughs> oh, shut up. What did you have to say? I said POV is funny. That's a collection of letters. What? POV is a funny collection of letters. <laughs> on. It means on. I know. I know. <laughs> or or it could be or. It could it could mean or. You've lost me. Penis or vagina. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so Artemis, are you happy with your report? No, Mr. Poe, and are you happy with yours? Artemis, we don't have time for that mind games of you. Let's continue. <laughs> no, this is not a game. I made a school report about you. That's kind of you, but we are here to talk about you. No, you are here to talk about me. I am here because you forced me. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's I, pretty in character, actually. I'm can I ask a quick question? There. Yes. Is Artemis Fowl a book series about a boy who goes to school? Artemis Fowl is about a book series about... A boy who is too smart for school and instead unravels the secrets of a hidden fairy society in the Earth's core. I thought he did, like, bank heists. Mm, there's heists. Okay. Kinda. But it's like, okay. it's like a smart character written to sound smart. Okay. <clears throat> so the boy's too smart to go to school and you're here to talk about me. <laughs> he mathematically designed the perfect romance novel... And just makes a bank on that under various different names. Oh, Artem I thought you were talking about the author of Artemis Fowl, no. uh, Douglas Adams. That's not true. <laughs> Douglas Adams did not write Artemis Fowl. Sorry, it was Robert Jordan. Well, for a while, but then Brandon Sanderson wrote the last two. Right, right, right. The final um, well, act can never be. Well, let's begin with maths. Everyone is really proud of you. You have nice marks for it. What? Nice marks? Last week I got a 9.9, .9, and that is 0.1 point lower than perfect. Artemis, nobody is perfect. Tell me, do you know why you got such a bad mark? So... <laughs> Hold on. My lips moved and... <laughs> I love this. My... <laughs> My oh, lips moved and for... <laughs> My lips moved and formed the word elves, but said it so softly that nobody could hear it. <laughs> that was elves. worth the wait. That was worth the wait. <laughs> what I didn't know is that Mr. Poe could hear it. He has developed really good senses. <laughs> Elves, good Mr. Poe. he said. Artemis, you know they don't exist. 
Yes, Mr. Poe, I said, so he wouldn't think I'm crazy if he didn't think that already. You should watch less movies and play less video games. You know I am only busy with projects for school. And why do you talk about elves, then? They exist. <laughs> <laughs> Artemis, don't Dumbass. think I'm stupid. Elves don't exist. <laughs> you want a picture? No, I don't want a picture of you in a weird Halloween costume. Damn. <laughs> I showed him a picture of Holly. Not the one with the hearth and the A plus H forever, but the other one. What? <laughs> Can I get a second take on that one? I, I couldn't process it with my human brain. I showed him a picture of Holly. Not the one with the hearth and the A plus H forever, but the other one. Okay, okay, okay. That, Not mm. the picture of the fireplace where he wrote A plus H forever. Oh, because Artemis and... Holly. Which is Adams. weird that that's... That's like a ship, but she's a fairy and she's like a full-grown adult. He's a kid. I think maybe fandoms are bad. Like, he's supposed to be, like, super genius, but he's still a kid. Still child. Still, like, 14. Hmm. I heard from your art teacher that you are really good in photoshopping, so I don't believe this is a real elf. (laughs) 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 So what? You don't believe it? Here is a picture of their city. But he still didn't believe me. Wait, 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 wait. Did this suddenly switch to a first-person narrative? Has it always been a first-person narrative? It has always been. Okay, okay, okay. Go on. Uh, Artemis, don't tell me you believe that Atlantis exists, too. Yes, it does exist. Why are you doing this? Why do you lie to me? Even when I showed him a picture of Foley, Root, Mulch, and Opal, he still didn't believe me. So that was the moment when I showed him a live video... Of the LEP recon that I made with a camera that I stole from Foley. Um, you gotta bring me black, back in, Plockwist. I have no fucking clue what's happening. You I feel like you've lost the phone? drama. You don't know what LEP recon is? Leprechaun? No. God. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck the you. L- it's the LEP recon. Okay, 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 okay. I need to make a confession now. Yes. The reason I said Douglas Adams wrote Artemis Fowl earlier is because I do not know how to pronounce the actual man's name. Because I have only ever read it. It's like Owen Colfer? Owen Colfer, okay. Hey, Owen Colfer, eat my dick. Fuck off with these leprechaun. Ah! Fuck so you. you don't know these characters? No. Okay, so Foley is a paranoid centaur who wears uh, tinfoil hats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Root? Uh, you remember Jorgen von Strangle from Fairly Odd Parents? Uh, was he the one in Camo who was a big asshole? Yeah. Yeah, I remember Jorgen. That's literally what Root is. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, Opal is another genius, but she's a fairy genius. And she's like rivals with Artemis. 
Um, and Mulch is the dwarf or gnome. I don't remember what. But he can unhinge his jaw and eat dirt real good and then shits it out behind him. <laughs> and then if he eats too much dirt too fast... <laughs> If he eats the dirt too fast, he gets the indigestion and he turbo farts. Fuck you! To an extent that it is a literal weapon. Fuck you. Hey, hey, while we're talking who these characters are. What? While we are discussing who these characters are, Mm -hmm. can I ask a question? Yeah. With the Artemis Fowl movie coming out next year, um, do you think they're going to, like, change how Mr. Poe looks so it's less problematic? I, we can only hope. <laughs> That's... It's a dumb joke. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, uh, Artemis, wh- what's that? The secret <laughs> base of the elves. But... The bell rang, and I ran away as fast as I could. Well, that's not really fast, but that is not the point. And that was when I heard a loud bang. <laughs> I, I closed my eyes, and there was the flash. Now Mr. Poe wouldn't remember a thing. And the most <sighs> important, I survived half an hour with Mr. Poe. And we well, didn't God even damn. talk about school the whole time. Well, Mr. God Poe's damn. memory was wiped, of course, with some LEP recon equipment that I stole <laughs> from Foley. And nobody knows what I have done! Nobody! You're welcome, and I'm sorry. Signed, Plonkwas, future best-selling author. Thank you, Plonkwas, for this immense gift you've given us. Thank you so much, Plonkwas. This was very fun. It's very good. The... the, the it's very good is the thing. I think the fucking greatest line I've ever read in anything was, my lips moved and formed the word elves, but I said it so softly that nobody could hear it. <laughs> <sighs> Thank you so much for this gift, Plaquas. I feel like and- now I don't even need to read Artemis Fowl. Oh, yeah, you got it. Yeah, I think I got the whole thing now. I think he and Holly trade eyes at one point. That's fucked up. (laughs) Not on purpose. I think it was a teleportation accident. That's fucked up. That's about to happen in the next episode of Ruby. He gets thrown out of time for a while, and then so that his, like, his, like, his, like, cool friend who's a girl who's, like, a little bit younger than him he gets thrown out of time so everyone ages up so that they could be the same age. Okay, okay. For like half a second, I drifted to think about newbie for just half a second. Well, we're right? about to do newbie in this episode, I think. This recording. I know. I know. Um but I I wasn't paying attention for just half a second and when i came back you said the girl version of him got unstuck in time what no no there's his friend who's a girl who is like smart like him okay 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 i thought you were saying like parallel universe like fucking the fiona to his finn no i remember uh there's one book where some guy 
It's like fucking Richard Steele or some shit. I don't know his actual name. Fuck you. Um, but it's like it's like some Fuck real you. real fucking American businessman name like that. And um and there's the hypercube that he made. It's like super advanced technology and he's getting it stolen. And this guy's like, isn't Artemis a girl's name? And then at the end of the book, Artemis is like beating him, uh, and he's like, Yeah. Artemis is a girl's name, but it also means the goddess of the hunt. And then he like does a cool thing. What you what you want? What you what you want? so glad we had the same thought oh my god <laughs> i have to leave it in now because we both thought the same thing <laughs> i have to do the ruby music and then this <laughs> what you want what's what you want <laughs> hello faithful listener we never left you didn't either it's newbie now <laughs> we're podcast ready <laughs> salutations motherfucker Got that good eye shit. I thought Where you were going to say got that. we leave off in this podcast? Uh, okay, our last episode was the fucking riotous episode that we had with Curly, um, who is perhaps the best podcast guest in the universe. No, no. Sorry, Riley. No, I said it, and then I remembered <laughs> that Riley had been on the podcast. <laughs> I thought y'all were homies, but like, I guess not. Um, fuck. So the last one we saw was with Curly, and it was just the fable, right? It was just the fable. We didn't get the aftermath of the fable. Yeah. Which is not the most eventful episode. So that's volume six, episode four, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to pull up these recaps that I use. Um, so yeah, episode three was The Lost Fable. Episode four, so that's how it is. Um, mm-hmm. With Ozpin revealed as Ozma, Team Ruby realized he has no plan for defeating Salem. Shamed with his failures, Ospin locks himself away while the group searches for shelter. Meanwhile, Emerald, Mercury, and Hazel report the events at Haven Academy to Salem, who is enraged, learning Ospin already reincarnated. Later, Team Ruby, Oscar Crow, and Maria Calavera use an abandoned farm for shelter. Um, right. So that episode didn't have a lot happening, except that, that we, we, we figured out where Ospin lives. Right. It's like a it's a shorter episode. Um, it is the shortest episode of the season so far. And in it's, case you were wondering, Ozpin is stored in the balls. Yo, we retweeted it. Everyone, go look at our Twitter to discover okay. the Ozpin is well, stored in I the balls. That, I thought you would enjoy the callback. My bad. <sighs> I'm sorry. I kind of like ruined the timing of your joke because I was like in talk about the show mode, not joke mode, which is my bad. <laughs> you got to do both. Yeah. 
That's the whole thing. But basically, we just get reaction shots from everyone uh, after they hear the fa- fable. And then, and then, and Crow then, fucking punches Oscar in the face. Fucking decks this child. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's a really good Salem scene. There's a really good Salem scene. She does the thing that she's always doing in the intros, which is scream and break everything around her. Yeah, and basically just dresses down every single um, one of her minions who have continuously fucked up. Uh-huh. Uh, Tyrion is still here. Is that the scorpion guy? Yeah, and he's Fuck like... That guy. He's like threatening Emerald. Yeah, and he does like... Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this because I'm referencing like a stereotype. He does like the crazy person laugh, you know? Yeah. Like this still sucks. This still is just a thing that sucks. Yeah. Um so I have a question for you. Yeah. When Emerald goes good, does she have to fight Mercury or does Mercury go with her? Mm, Mercury is much less developed, so I feel like he he stays with Mm-hmm. I feel like he stays with Salem because he's like got less development. So like we don't really have a we yeah we well I mean when you say developed, you mean like Emerald has some shots where she looks conflicted. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> also, okay. I feel. Also, I feel like we got more of her backstory, or we got like. She was much more affected by the Cinder stuff than uh, Mercury was. Do you, are you sure you don't just have your lesbian goggles on? It's possible. It's probable, in mm-hmm. fact. <laughs> it's very likely. I just need someone to come in and be the new cool guy instead of Crow. Yeah, I guess we're kind of stuck with uh with no Jean for a season and no Ren. What? What? Why? Oh, wait, where did they go? They stayed on the fucking train, remember? <laughs> what? They stayed on the train while everyone else was like, "Damn." Yeah. No Nora. No Nora. It's just Ruby. Just Ruby. <clears throat> the band's back together. Fuck Juniper. Or no, Ranger. <laughs> fuck no, fuck Juniper was season three. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so episode five, the coming storm. Cinder is tracked down by Neo. Lit. <gasps> Neo! Fucking lit. But she... Neo appears, and they do a fight, and uh-huh. then she's wearing. It's a good fucking fight. I don't know if it's a good fight. And it's, like, pretty, like, intricate for this show's animation standards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in regards to environment. And it's more like a, like a, it's like more like a martial arts sort of thing than we usually get. Yeah. Um, but Neo also has Roman's hat. Yeah, so when they foreshadowed the return of Roman, they did something much better. <laughs> yeah, and Neo looks fucking good in that hat. Yeah, she does. okay okay who no 
I guess the thing I'm going to say is that between She-Ra and Ruby, I have discovered I have a thing for heterochromia. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. <laughs> and girls who can, like, annihilate you. Yeah, just girls who could just fuck up your whole day. And life. Yeah. I, I, Neo is canonically the strongest character in Ruby, I think. Right, like, she fucks some people up. Pretty sure she could take uh, Salem if she wanted to. She she went toe-to-toe with the Fall Maiden. Yeah, uh, I mean, a, a wounded Fall Maiden who was not using the extent of her, full extent of her powers, but... Yeah, fair. Anyway... Um, so, I think I think that's just like a relic of earlier times of the show. Like she completely wiped wiped the floor with Yang and Ruby. She never fought. I mean, she fought the group with Roman in the mech, uh, but she didn't really. She just helped him escape. Actually, yeah. But like our our rem- our memory of Neo is she's really fucking tough, and no one in the show can stand up to her and but she's been gone (laughs) she's been gone and we introduced the a cinder plus Mm -hmm. and you know the whole team of villains remember when this show was just in one town (laughs) remember when the show was in one building yeah for real um but so they fight for a minute and then cinder's like no fuck this we both just hate the red girl. Let's go kill the red girl. Little red, she says. Little red. She definitely has a crush on Ruby, right? I don't know what the age difference is. Yeah, okay. That's a yeah. popular ship, though. It, that's not a surprise at all. <laughs> Let me tell you about the home suck thing where you ship someone with who they hate. It's not a homestuck thing. I know, but like, it's funny because it's it kind like of is. fucking uh, biblical shit. <laughs> like, but um, I've read some fic. Yeah, people out there they like that one. Meanwhile, I I think a better version of that is I don't know that there's a good version of that actually. Maybe, maybe like, like Yang and Neon Cat. Who's Neon Cat? Neon Cat, the roller skater. Oh, right, 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 right. Wow, she's Yang really has a thing for cat girls, huh? (laughs) Sometimes you just really like cats. Anyway, (laughs) enough (laughs) about our ships. Um. Like a TV show. Um, then they go do Monster of the Week for a little bit, and there's a lot of homosexuality. I thought it was cool. They never do monster. They've never done Monster of the Week, to my recollection. Not really. They're on the like they're taking they shelter on this the farm season in season four. <laughs> with the uh, with the horseback grin. Oh, I thought you were talking about depression. No, that's the name of Yang's motorcycle. <laughs> Actually, the name of Yang's motorcycle is Bumblebee. That's stupid. That's good. Oh, yeah, I remember it's the ship name. Never mind. It's good. Yeah. 
I forgot, and I noticed <clears throat> today. I forgot that um, she got she got the uh, she got the uh, Blake ribbon on her leg still. Yeah, she just always got Blake with her, you know, on the thigh. On the thigh. <laughs> That's where the girl go. <laughs> <laughs> they take shelter at this uh, place, and um. Not a ton of it's like relevant, but we get like everyone's like feeling real bad. There's a after... lot of character work here. Yeah, character work, and like it does the monster of the week thing where oh, all the characters feel like really down and apathetic about the whole quest they're on, and so we're going to make the monsters ones that like suck all their joy out and make them apathetic. You know? Yeah. Um, and Ruby's the last one to be affected because she has just has so much drive, drive. and optimism. Um, yeah, Ruby, good, just character Ruby, Ruby, good, and also offers to talk to everyone about their problems. Yes, doesn't offer to be talked to about her problems. Right, what problems? Uh, none, zero. Um. There is, like, some good stuff of just her and Weiss hang out a bunch, you know. And, like, and Blake and Yang just keep on hanging out. Guess who gets just immediately owned by the apathy? Uh, Weiss. Weiss gets fucking wrecked. No, Crow. Oh, yeah. Crow gets super duper fucking owned. This is the first time that the show has really, like, pointed out Crow's alcoholism. It was um, up to up, early in the show. It was like a cool guy character trait. He swaggers right. in, he sw- takes a swig from his from his flask, and this time it's like really sad. Yeah, and it like really pushes that where they don't get up in time in the morning because Crow gets too drunk and oversleeps. Right. Yeah. Um, and Ruby looks upset with him about it. Yeah. She throws a, an empty wine bottle. Yeah. Um, I wish they had, I wish they could do like fun little labels on the bottles. I know they can't or <laughs> it's a waste of time, but I wish they did fun labels on them. Yeah. Um, what else? This is a really good stretch of episodes we did. It's like, so we got um, the fable, right? And then which is a good episode, and then we got, like, the reactions, which is, like, light on plot, but, like, good character stuff, and then, you know, Coming Storm and Alone in the Woods are still just more good character stuff. I feel like we're in a really good stretch of Ruby right now. Yeah, we're also halfway through the season. We're halfway through the season, and we finally learned up what's what's up with uh, Maria Calavera a little bit. She used to have silver eyes. Yeah. Shoutouts to Ruby for DMing me and saying, I think this girl has the silver eyes under that visor like four weeks ago. Not, we should clarify, not Ruby, the television <laughs> character, nor Ruby, the assemblage of characters, mm-hmm. but Ruby, friend of the show, just a person who is named Ruby. <laughs> who did name herself Ruby after Ruby the show. Okay, but. so she invited this. Yes. Okay. And we invite her to listen to this podcast. 
Invite all your friends to listen to the podcast. It's a good one. It's a it's the best Ruby podcast. You cut out, so all I heard was it's a podcast. <laughs> On the site. Do you know about Shin Mikami Tensei games? <laughs> I sure as hell don't. So here's my question to you. Okay, hit me with a question. If you saw Ruby taken into a new medium, a movie, a comic book, a video game, uh, a, a like official podcast a la Wolverine, like what would you want it to be and what sort of story would you want to tell in that universe? Um my my inclination is a comic or a manga um mm-hmm. because that's the that's the person I am but um, also like there's so much motion yeah hmm if if they picked an artist who was able to capture that then that's great i guess my... like so i have a question about the premise of the question yes are are we assuming that it is good as it realistically can be? Are we like the because like okay, if you told me that they were making a Ruby movie, I'd be like, oh, that's gonna be terrible, you know? <laughs> like I would be like, that's gonna suck. That's gonna be fucking garbage. I don't think I, it wouldn't have to though. It wouldn't. So that's what I'm asking. Like, my assumption is that any Ruby movie they make will be garbage. But one hypothetically could make a good Ruby movie. So are we talking about all of these adaptations are guaranteed to be good or what I reasonably expect of them? Either one. I I would be really interested to see... A live action Ruby movie on Netflix? <laughs> I feel like I have a really good track record when I read like spin offs of shows in comic form. You know? Like there's really yeah. good Adventure Time comics, be in Puppycat comics. Um, Steven Universe ones are okay. Um, like, I feel like. Most animated shows translate to Ruby really well, and I'd love to see like what is like what are Jean, uh, Nora, and uh, Ren Ren up to right now? I was like, R R R Raven Raven Raven. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, I think the reason that they translate so well into comics, uh, which you did say translated to Ruby. Uh, earlier mm-hmm. um <laughs> is probably that they have to storyboard it to an- right. animate it right right like they're very connected mediums like there's a reason that you see a lot of people these days make comics for a few years and then as soon as they start g- getting any actual money move to animation because that's how they can get health insurance <laughs> yeah i would be interested in like you know Spider-Man PS4? Uh, I'm familiar, vaguely. That sort of thing for like a Crow solo game might be okay. interesting. Because you could turn into a bird and fly around. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if Crow can carry a game. So I don't know if... I don't know if 
Crow can carry a like Ubisoft style open world game like that. If this were six years ago, he absolutely could. I guess. Yeah, I guess you're just talking about Shadow of Mordor, right? <laughs> I guess that's just Shadow of Mordor, but good, right? The Shadow of Mordor, but like rated PG. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but other than that, it's like. You run into a sort of an issue where, where like, because there's four main characters and they so often work together, what do you do for a video game with with that setup? Okay, what if I pitched you the exact same game you pitched me, Shadow of Mordor, but Raven? I feel like that works a little better. Maybe. I would not be interested in that. How do you feel about a platinum game where you play as Ruby? If you play as Ruby, sure. Mm-hmm. What if the Legend of Korra video game, but Ruby, it takes place between seasons three Ugh. and four, so it doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> God. Um, like, I guess the obvious one is like an Ozma game. Yeah, I guess that's yeah, that's a layup Leading right up there. Leading up to like Salem as the final chapter, right? You could definitely do a JRPG about like a random group of huntsmen. What about a tactics game about? What yes. If, what about? Yes. Hold on. Yes. Fucking. What about? Go. What about Into the Breach? But it's Ruby, and you're setting each other up for big uh, combo attacks. Okay, but it needs like. I don't want the structure necessarily of Into the Breach. I would want a structure like um, Fire Emblem, where it has like the JRPG story, but maybe like. Yeah, I just mean like the simple grid with like moving people around and moving enemies around and setting yeah, up combos I feel like and chains. I didn't really get into Into the Breach, honestly. Um, it had the same problem FTL did, I think. But you um, mean it was a roguelike? No, I mean... Allie, renowned hater of roguelikes. That's... I'm Okay, whatever. No, the problem <laughs> with... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> I think the problem that FTL and Into the Breach had for me was that, like, it, you had to be really good at the game. You have to be very good at the game to start doing anything new. So, like, if you suck at Into the Breach, you will just never unlock more squads, and so you will continue playing the same squad that you suck at, and, like, mm -hmm. you're just stuck. Like, you just can't... There's nothing you can do, you know? Um, yeah. And FTL, like, I sucked at FTL, which meant that I didn't ever unlock more ships which meant that I just, like, got bored before I really felt like I had <laughs> seen what the game had to offer. My other idea is a straight-up, like, full-scale JRPG. Yeah. Like, that fucking that would fucking own. Like, fucking Final Fantasy VI with Ruby would own. Or, like, Tales of Symphonia. Tales of Symphonia with Ruby would fucking own. That would oh be God. cool. I'd be down for that. I'd be down for that. Ruby's good, y'all. Nora, where could people find you online? 
You can find me on Twitter at NeitherNora. You can find my games at NeitherNora.itch.io. Uh, all my games are pay what you want through the end of the year. And so now's did never been a better time to give me your money <laughs> for games. Did you? <laughs> I'm poor and small and I have no money, so you can imagine the stress I'm under. <laughs> um Also I do Halcyon Station, which is a Star Wars actual play podcast, and Digimondays, which is nominally a Digimon Tamers recap podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, the last episode of Digimon, uh, Digimondays that went up is real good. So I haven't listened to it yet because I was catching up on Interstitial. Interstitial is also real good. Inter- uh, hey, <clears throat> friends, if you like Ruby, listen to Interstitial. You'll like it. <laughs> also, uh, you you might want to find a, a a Twitter user with the at of Rev Rybread. That's Rev like Reverend Rybread like Rye. Bread and if you're if you're like following them, uh, do me a favor and unfollow them and follow me instead. Yeah, I but... need to have more followers than Riley Hopkins. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Allison underscore Coffee. There, um, I've changed it up. I've changed up how the Twitter looks. So my pinned tweet is still like a zine thing I got um, and if you look under the bio there's a link to my website which is ko-fi.com slash Allison Coffee where you can give me money it's far more effective than giving me money on Patreon let me tell you something mm-hmm. it just, it's just better it for just me. go for other people Patreon works great for me just sporadically putting up podcasts and not writing nearly as much as I'd like to. Give me money on coffee. Yeah. Uh I I would prefer to get money uh from, from Patreon. But yeah. Give that's mo- cuz uh what pay- that's cuz PayPal is bad. Hey, here's a thing. Here's an idea. Give yeah. Nora your money on Patreon on the 1st and give me your money on coffee on the 15th. Yeah. 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 Or the second, whenever you want to give me money, you know? You know, you're supporting the alley. Give Nora large sums of money, IMO. (laughs) You can also find both of us, sort of, on Halcyon Station. I don't know if we mentioned that. Well, can they find you on Halcyon? They can find me in the last 15 seconds, and (laughs) the invisible hand of my marketplace all over it. It's really gross. That's a really gross thing. I said it. I started to say "invisible hand" and my brain auto. I guess the episode title is "Newbie Three: The Invisible Hand of My Marketplace." <laughs> no, it's definitely. Do, do we even title it as a newbie episode? Yes, because some people only listen to our newbie episodes. But. What about all the people who only want to hear us read fanfic? Uh, um, so, Nora, I have an important question for you now, now that we're uh-huh. done with the plugs. Do we're at, we have been recording for a little bit. Do you want to end the podcast or do you want to talk about something completely unrelated for another 25 minutes? I could go either way. 
Do you have anything you want to get off your chest? I j- randomly went into like video game crit for a minute there. So like that's done. Um Oh, 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 okay, we got to do our sealed envelope game awards predictions. Oh fuck. Holy shit, okay. I'm just gonna Google Game Awards, I'm gonna yep. read you the categories and the nominees, and we're gonna fucking do this, alright? I voted for a few of these, because there was like one or two categories where I felt... I wanted to vote for Trending Gamer, because I felt like it was like... God. ...of some vague importance that someone who hasn't said the N-word ha- didn't win. Do we Do we know whether or not the angel has a name? I don't know. It's, I don't. It's, a, it's like, it's got titties, right? I'm not imagining it. Um, let me look, let me look, let me look, let me look, let me look. I think it's got the titty. It's definitely gonna get flagged on Tumblr. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that that angel got some titty right there, huh? So we definitely want to want to talk about Game of the Year. We want to talk about the best... Let's just Gotta do talk- the shot. Hmm. Let's do Game of the Year, let's do Genres, and let's do Games for Impact. I was going to say, we have to do Games for Impact. And also, uh, Trending Gamer, or Content Creator, or whatever it is. Content Creator of the Year. You fucking cowards. Call it what it is. You don't want to say Gamer of the Year? (laughs) Who then, within a month, admitted to cheating on his wife, live on stream? God. So we're starting with Game of the Year. Okay. Recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. A category that is not at all just subsumed in folly. (laughs) Our nominees for Game of the Year are Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste, God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World. That was 2018? Jesus Christ. Red Dead Redemption 2. So... so I want to know what you think will win and what you want to win. God of War will win. You think? Red Dead might win. I'm going. I'm going with Gotti. Gotti, God of the Year. <laughs> I'm going Gotti. Um, I think. I think you're right. I think God of War will probably win. I would like Celeste to get it. Uh, that's got pixels. That's fake. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a real video game. It's got pixels. Celeste <laughs> is definitely on this list only so that they can say, we didn't ignore indie games. Yeah. But it's still the Super Meat Boy-style platformer that appeals to gamers. But it's got a girl in it, so like... And also a... Pl- uh, 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 word? Uh, appeals. It also appeals to SJWs because there's a girl. And it's about mental um, health. Celeste seems like a really cool game. And even with all the stuff they did to make it accessible to people who are bad at platformers, I don't think I'm ever going to enjoy a game like that. I will, if I ever, like, I don't own a Switch, but if I ever, like, live near someone who does and I can borrow it, I'll play Celeste. Yeah. Um, and Monster Hunter World uh, didn't come out on Yo. PC like Capcom promised me, so that game doesn't even <laughs> fucking exist. 
Fuck you, Capcom. I waited for that game. I've been waiting. I want to play Monster Hunter so bad, and you won't let me, Capcom. Capcom, make another Mega Man, please. I know you did 11, and I hear that one was okay. I would like an X, please. <laughs> and not a 16-bit, either. I want a cool one with the robots, and they're gay. Best action-adventure game. For the best action-adventure game, combining combat with traversal and puzzle-solving. Is that the definition of action-adventure? Hey, can we very quickly laugh at the category best game direction? Uh, it's forward. You play it. <laughs> I... We got A Way Out, Detroit Become Human, Gotti, uh, Spidey, Ready. Uh, anyway, moving on. Action Adventure, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. This is, this is Game of the Year 2. <laughs> this is just Game of the Year. Oh, sorry, I'm this looking at Best Action Game, not Best a Action Adventure Game, which is different. <laughs> this is, um, we didn't Literally, give you Game of the Year, but... It's the same, except mine is Celeste. And plus Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And Tomb Raider ain't winning. <laughs> Tomb Raider's not winning anything. I missed uh, Best Action Game, but we'll get that in a second. Best Action Adventure Game, I think Assassin's Creed takes it. I think Assassin's Creed, my gut first set Spider-Man, but I think Assassin's Creed takes it. I don't think Spider-Man goes home with nothing, though. Spider-Man doesn't definitely doesn't go home with nothing, but it goes home with, like, audio design and... Something graphical? Family game? Hmm. Um, best... Is that game rated E? I don't think so. It should be. Best action game. For the best game in the action genre focused on combat. Call of Duty Black Ops 4 Dead Cells. I didn't think that game actually came out. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was in early access forever and it finally came out. Destiny 2 Forsaken. Far Cry 5. Mega Man 11. Give it to Mega Man, I guess. I'd like to, but that's not going to happen. Hey, can I tell you something that you already know? It's going to go to Far Cry. It's going to go to Far Cry. Um, It's going to go to Far Cry. Can I tell you something that you already know, though? Mega yeah. Man aren't real good and makes me feel happy when I look at it. I love it so much, and I, I, pre you know, I, I prefer the X style, honestly. I really do. But classic I... is good, too. I like those big, chunky feet. Yeah, see, I like the drawings of Classic better, but I like the pixel art better in X. Mm-hmm. I think most NES games are bad. I think I think every game for the NES is bad. You're, that's fine. <laughs> that's, like, mostly right. You might convince me that Zelda 1 is good. No, that's not where I was going to go. Mega Man 2 and 3 are okay. The only thing I would argue is Kirby. Ooh, NES Kirby's... Okay, there's one good NES game, and it was like the last <laughs> one. It's like real close to the end of the thing. Um, uh, best role-playing game. This will be done. Let's go. Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of an Elusive Age. Monster Hunter World. Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom. Octopath Traveler. Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire. So I, I, I have a take here. You yeah. have some takes here. One... I've been really wanting to get in Dragon Quest for a long time. I don't think Eleven's the game I'm going to get into it with, so it can't be that. No. Um, Monster Hunter World is dead to me. <laughs> Octopath Traveler seems real cool, but Nino Kuni seems very interesting. Like, it seems like a really 
cool new game. Like Octopath is kind of like, hey, remember those old games? Mm-hmm. Whereas Nino Kuni seems like it's doing some kind of new stuff and it looks interesting. The only thing I know about Octopath Traveler is I saw one person roasting it for being like anti leftist because huh. you, there's like a side quest where you like help the guards against the 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 protesters or something. Huh. I don't know. It seemed a little it seemed like they were reaching a little bit. Okay. Could I ask you a, a Pillars of Eternity 2 question real quick? Yeah. I have never liked that old Bioware style, that like before Mass Effect style of game. Like th- I think they're called CRPGs. Is that what I'm thinking mm-hmm. of? Mm-hmm. Not like really your, your Baldur's thing, Gate and your... Continue. Your Baldur's Gate and your Fallout and your... And this is one of those, right? This is one of those? Yes. This is like... Planescape, this is like yeah. Baldur's. I was just going to ask if you like that sort of thing. I was just curious because I've don't. i never heard um, you talk about I this type really of game. I had a really good time with Torment recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never finished it. I should go back and finish it. But That's the that's the like... Uh, the Numenera one. That's the Monty Cook one. I, that's by Monty Cook? Wild. Numenera's Monty Cook games. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but the game was... was but uh, this game is only like forty bucks. Numenera, <laughs> fuck. Numenera <laughs> is like the perfect dark to Planescape's uh, Goldeneye, right? What does that sentence make any sense? No, because Perfect Dark is a sequel to Goldeneye, except they couldn't get the license again. No, Numenera is a tabletop role playing game. And it's like, it's like fantasy with the uh, trappings of sci-fi. Like you're basically fantasy characters doing fantasy character things, but everything looks like sci-fi stuff, and all the magic is technically like nanite controlled or okay. or stuff like that. So it's that like okay. It's basically like you you slap some sci-fi paint on a fantasy setting. Um, you're like but a post, a- post 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 fan post post apocalypse. I finally remembered the word I was looking for. Is it a spiritual successor to Planescape Torment? Uh, like the video game, yes. That's the, what I would. Yeah. The franchise, the the IP Numenera, I don't know. Not, not okay. At all. That's I didn't know there was a Numenera IP. I just I only meant the video game. Yeah, so. that was the the first thing that Monty Cook Games made. That tabletop game is pretty good. The cipher system is like one of my faves. Okay. I'd love to play it someday. Monty Cook, hire me. Fighting game, we're on the Ruby podcast. <laughs> Best fighting uh, game so we have. Blue take. Cross Tag Battle, which I definitely bought just to play as Ruby. Here's the thing, here's the thing, is that I really like Street Fighter V and Fighter Z seems really cool. But we're on the Ruby podcast. I have a very clear favorite in here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Dragon Ball's gonna take it. Are, are you kidding me? Dragon Ball will win. Dragon Ball will win. Of course. The other nominees are Dragon Ball Z Fighters, Soul Calibur 6, Monster Factory Edition, and Street Fighter 5 Arcade Edition. Whatever. Um, no one's talking about Street Fighter right now, so. Yeah. Street Fighter's That's as cool as it has game. ever been. That's not even true. It, it peaked a few decade, two decades ago, but whatever. 
I don't think that's true either. I think it peaked in like when four was was first coming out in terms of popularity. Oh, in p- terms of popularity, for sure. It's just that that like for me, it peaked with Third Strike, a game that I didn't play until after four uh-huh. came out. <laughs> Shut up! Uh-huh. I'm this person. Leave you me alone. You played it on your fucking Dreamcast, didn't you? I d- <laughs> Okay, okay. Listeners, you may remember me recently saying, or maybe you don't, I don't blame you. You may remember me recently saying, we're all extremely lucky that I didn't have a Dreamcast, that I'm not, like, obsessed with the Dreamcast. I also recently realized, we're all extremely lucky that I'm not obsessed with Mother 3. Thank God yeah. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> if I you like Mother I- 3, you're valid, but, like, I would be insufferable if I were a Mother 3 person. I'm, I wouldn't be able to go through, like, Delta Rune with you if um, you had been into Mother 3 at all, or any of those games. Yeah. I tried Earthbound once, didn't like it. Earthbound's great. Um, I, I don't like three the hours of it. of it. I played three hours. See, I'm the person who doesn't like farce. Mm-hmm. Which makes so, yeah. my, 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 like, affinity for Delta Rune kind of interesting, but, like... I don't like the Douglas Adams or the the other one. You know the other one, the Terry Pratchett. That's yeah. Terry. And I don't. I didn't like Earthbound. Uh, it seems fine. Maybe I'll give it another shot someday. But yeah. when I, last time I tried it, I didn't like it because the the tone kind of set me off. Best uh, family game. Best family game. Labo best, should win it, right? For the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform. Mario Tennis Aces. Nintendo Labo. I don't know that that's like... Is that just one game? Yeah, sort of. Overcooked 2. Overcooked is cool. Overcooked has some... Uh, Starling Battle for Atlas. Yep! Yep! <laughs> yep! <laughs> Same. I, uh, I was thought like, how do I make the comment that Overcooked is a bullet? <laughs> uh, and Super Mario Party. I don't care about this category. Labo should win it. No, Starlink should win it so that Riley feels good about spending so much money on it. You're right. Starlink should win it. It kind of looks like Fantasy Star. I'm in. It looks it looks like something Riley would be into. <laughs> Damn. Best strategy game. I thought the you ba- two were homies. The Banner Saga 3. Battletech, the winner. Yeah. Um, Frostpunk, Into the Breach, Valkyria Chronicles 4. For the last two months... I have developed a habit of opening my Switch, going to the eShop page for Valkyria Chronicles 4, and then setting my Switch down and not purchasing it. Yep, that's fair. (laughs) Battletech will win. Battletech is a cool game that I wish I was smart enough to play more of. I really like turn-based strategy games. Battletech doesn't fucking explain jack shit to you. I like the last games that Harebrained made, and I'd love to have a computer capable of playing Paddletech. I think I'd really like it. Yeah, I... I <laughs> feel I c- like... I couldn't play Paddletech, so we're making Mechromancer instead. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if someone, like, who was good at Battletech sat me down and was like, here's how you play Battletech, I'd get in. But that hasn't happened, and people have offered, but I haven't expressed interest in that. Also... So. I just realized that I'm not really interested in playing video games that aren't either um, 
Kingdom Hearts 3 or Control, so... Mm-hmm. Best sports slash racing game. Forza Horizon 4, a game I wish that I had a computer powerful enough to run, because that game looks really fucking cool. Also, I wish I had $60. If I had $60, I would have bought Re Valkyria Chronicles. FIFA 19. Forza <laughs> Motorsport. That's not right. Forza Horizon 4, Forza I just said it. Horizon 4. Nailed it. Got it in one. Mario Tennis Aces. NBA 2K19. This time without a uh, Spike Lee. And Pro Evolution Soccer 2019. AKA, you kick it. AKA, we're still making something, I promise, says Konami. <gasps> I forgot that's the Konami one. Damn. That's the Konami video game for 2018. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> Did the, hey? <laughs> did Metal Gear Survive came out, come out? I know that's the second time I've asked you on this oh, podcast. Oh yeah, it did. It sure did this year. <laughs> I wasn't ever sure if it came out. I was sure there was going to be discourse, and that's how I know. And no. no one bought it. <laughs> Jackson played no it. Played I think it. that's all. I think only Jackson played it. <laughs> now, if I if if I read this next category, Metal Gear Survive shows up. I'm going to fucking quit this podcast. Best multiplayer game. For outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences, irrespective of game genre. If fucking PUBG is on this list, I swear to God. Call of Duty 4, Black Ops 4, Destiny 2, Forsaken, Fortnite, the winner. Fortnite! <laughs> Night. Fortnite! 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 boy. Monster Hunter World, Sea of Thieves. Yeah, uh, Fortnite's gonna take it. Fortnite's gonna take it. Best sea of Thieves is happy game. to be nominated. Best debut indie game? Uh, here's the thing, is that I don't know anything about these games, but, um, Yoku's Island, uh, Florence, and Donut County all look kinda neat. The Messenger might be interesting. Do you like SNES-style platformers? Florence looks like a good art. That's a good art right there. Yeah. My dumbass is kind of into Moss, just from this one image. I, I have never heard of it, except that there's this image of this very happy mouse that looks like he's on... Oh, was modeled on the PS2 and uprezzed? <laughs> like, I'm really into this little friend right here. I'm, I'm gonna Google Moss right now and find out if I can buy it on my Switch for a reasonable amount of money. Best esports game. Esports. For game that has delivered best esports game for the game that has delivered the best overall esports experience, players inclusive of tournaments, community support, and content that takes irrespective of game genre or platform. Do <laughs> Dota, Dota, CS:GO, Dota 2, Fortnite, League of Legends, Overwatch. Wow, League of Legends exists, huh? <laughs> no one Overwatch will stop it. Um. I feel if, like Overwatch if wins. If they don't give Fortnite multiplayer, they then it takes this one. I feel like Fortnite gets multiplayer and Overwatch gets East Fuck. Maybe. Um I don't care about best esports player. Sorry. Yes, you do because Sonic Fox is going to win. Oh shit. Okay. Sonic yeah. Fox got nominated for esports player and if and anyone except Sonic Fox um blue if Sonic Fox loses, then Jeff Keighley is a homophobe. That's just true. 
I like that Sonic Fox's prof- uh, like image here is so different from everyone else. Everyone else is playing, high-fiving, laughing, walking dramatically. Sonic Fox is just fucking lounging. Yeah, it is fucking fursuit. <laughs> God. Best esports team. Who cares? Uh, don't don't care about it. Don't care. Best coach. He's, I didn't know they had coaches. I, that makes sense, but I didn't know it. <laughs> Never thought about it before. Best event. It's Evo. Fuck you. Also, I don't. Fighting games are the only esport I like, so it's Evo every year. IMO, but like it's Evo. You know what I've realized is that I just don't enjoy generally watching competitions, regardless mm-hmm. of what it is. I watch the top eight in Street Fighter every year. I That's like the I only cared. esports I ever indulge in. Like I watched Sonic Fox win Evo, but like mm-hmm. I didn't get into watching the scene or anything. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm like a playoffs, uh, sports fan. I'm like a holiday Easter or a Christmas Easter sports uh-huh. fan, uh-huh. you know. Best esports host. I don't know any of these people. One of them is a woman, so she should probably win. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm waiting for the day that I like recognize somebody on this list or a similar list. Mm-hmm. Best esports moment is is Sonic Fox on here again. Sonic Fox is on here. That will win. If it's not oh, that, yeah. then like, what are we even doing? <laughs> oh yeah. What are we even doing? Okay, we're here. here. Here we are. Content creator of the year. Our options are Doctor Lupo, Myth. <laughs> Ninja, Pokemane, <laughs> and Willy Rex. I only recognize one of these people, and he said the N-word that one time. Me too, and it wasn't Ninja. <gasps> oh. Like, the N-word wasn't Ninja. Oh. So, Ninja's gonna win, right? Yeah, yeah Ninja's gonna win. Have you heard of uh, Aubrey Drake Graham? <laughs> no. I'm going to look up some of these folks and see who they are. Okay, my phone died at some point. So I guess you're not looking it up. I have a computer. I could I could do it manually. This is the end of the podcast. The podcast. It's I'm, over now. I'm going to look up these names and just see. Dr. Lupo. Who is this? Fortnite Esports Wiki. Okay. Here's a YouTube video in all caps titled... Ultimate Ninja and Dr. Lupo Troll Compilation. Can I ask you a question about Export Audio real quick? Yeah. Can you go to the Export Audio Twitter account and explain Lizzie's reply to our tweet about today's episode of Resistance? Uh, Fuck. Hold on. (laughs) Podcast listeners, today we released an episode of Resistance. um, And Lizzie... At ice underscore cream underscore Jones has tweeted at me the word thanks, um, and then a picture of a man who vaguely resembles David Cross in a Boba Fett outfit. I'm very perplexed. <laughs> you have to deal with how slow my computer is. Uh, also, this account has 28 followers that I know. Who, Lizzie? No, Export Audio. Oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Okay, okay, so... 
So that's the guy who plays Boba Fett in the movies. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, that's him! (laughs) That's the guy who plays Boba Fett in the original trilogy. I thought James (laughs) D'Amato. What? It's stupid. Because James D'Amato plays a clone trooper. Oh. Stupid. Also, that alien to the left is a Thelon. Cool. I'm never going to remember that, but thanks, homie. (laughs) Thanks, Lizzie. God, he looks like a fucking principal. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like he's going to come in on a commercial that's too loud to try and sell me some sort of blood testing device. (laughs) This podcast is over. Is it over? Yeah, dog. This podcast is fucking done. Fuck this. Sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. I'm just I've made the decision now that now that we've we've read fanfic, we did newbie, we talked about the game awards. Uh I okay, have to real quick, real quick. Yeah. Game awards. Death Stranding trailer? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, how how deep does Jeff fillet Kojima this year? Um, as deeply as ever. The real question is, here's an actual question Where's the for you. Where's the shit man? <laughs> gameplay in the Death Stranding trailer? We had gameplay in the last one. I'm so fu- the fuck out of the loop. Holy, there, there's gameplay now? There's gameplay. I didn't know. Yeah. No HUD, but there was gameplay. Did we get release date? I think release date uh, is June 2019. Uh, I think that leak is right. I think that Walmart leak is good. Okay, I would have said I would have said release date in 2019 nebulously, so that when it gets pushed to 2020, no one bats an eye. Um, Do you think Bloodstained comes out ever? <laughs> Do you think there's a new actor tied to this project who we haven't been acquainted with? Sam Lake. <laughs> <sighs> Thank you, Vita, for tweeting that image of Sam Lake uh, devouring uh, a baby. That was good. <laughs> I've been editing a lot of Halcyon today, and so just thank you, Vita, for everything. <laughs> thank you, Vita. Everyone should go follow Vita. Everyone Vita's should good. go follow Vita. <sighs> okay, I think this podcast is over. Do we have anything else to say about the Game Awards? Keep it flamio. I think, um... Oh, there's gonna be Dragon Age at the Game Awards. Oh, yeah. I guess they just did Andromeda, so now they've gotta do Dragon Age. Well, they didn't just do Andromeda. I know. I guess, like... I think they said that the announcement would be here, but the game itself would be a few years away. Really? Yeah. Holy fuck, dude. There... (sighs) Look... These things. I, I take forgot time. about Anthem. I forgot about Anthem. Okay, this makes sense now. All of this may. Anth- they need Anth. They like they're putting Anthem as like their main thing right now, right? Uh huh. <laughs> and that game isn't gonna do well. What do you mean? That game's not gonna do well, dog. I think it's gonna do fine. I think it's gonna win an award next year at the Game Awards. Oh, it will. It will. I don't know. I feel like EA has bet the house on a game that won't please Bioware fans or Destiny fans. 
and like it will anthem will sell anthem the taken king won't you know (sighs) that's gonna happen huh (laughs) yeah dog (laughs) anthem the frozen throne is gonna sell fucking peanuts I don't know if it's good or bad. Peanuts are I very think... popular. <laughs> I think it's bad. What what movie gets a tie-in with Anthem? Is it just the next Fast and Furious? The next Fast uh, and Furious has a Fortnite tie-in. The next Fast and Furious has a fucking mech in it. <laughs> Dom Toretto gets into a Gundam. <laughs> Oh, I don't think they can ever type Fate of the Furious, because that's the one where Dom finally found the sub. Audible hopes you have enjoyed this program.